Hello and welcome to another episode of the Journal of Isakos podcast. My name is uh, Andres Foss and together with Dr. Manos Briliakis and Dr. Albert Lin, we're more than happy to have Dr. Ivan Wong from the Division of Orthopedic Surgery at the Dalhousie University in Halifax, Canada with us today. In this episode, we will talk about his recently published article titled Atroscopic Anatomic Glenoid Reconstruction has a lower rate of recurrent instability compared to atroscopic bankhead repair while otherwise maintaining a similar complication and safety profile in the Journal of Isacos. Hello, Ivan, and thank you for your time to join our podcast. So maybe you can tell us a few words about your clinical and scientific background. Absolutely. Thank you, Andreas. Thank you, Isakos, for having uh, me on this wonderful uh, podcast. It's an honor to be here. Um, so, yeah, I'm from uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Uh, we've uh, developed a nice sports medicine group here and really focusing on arthroscopic outcomes in the shoulder, hip, and knee. So we have a wonderful team and looking to help uh, try to figure out what the best ways are to treat, uh, for example, here, uh, shoulder instability. Great. So the aim of your study was to compare the outcome of two different techniques for shoulder instability. The one is the classic banquet repair, and the second is the atroscopic anatomic planet reconstruction. Can you shortly describe the differences between both techniques? Absolutely. So uh, in North America, obviously, kind of the gold standard now for shoulder instability without that critical bone loss, whatever you define that as, is an arthroscopic bank heart repair where we actually try to shift the labrum uh, from inferior to superior, taking away all that capsular redundancy and repairing to the anterior rim of the glenoid using at least three uh, suture anchors with or without a remplissage. Now, the uh, trouble with this has been now we're finding that there's more and more trouble with instability. So we're looking to compare this with the other uh, bone block technique. So this is something that's not quite as uh, invasive as the latter eh? That's called the arthroscopic anatomic glenoid reconstruction, which we developed here in Halifax. Uh, and that is the same procedure as the arthroscopic bank heart repair, except for one additional thing. We actually use a Halifax portal to allow a bone graft to be inserted arthroscopically to recreate the glenoid bone shape and size before doing that bank heart repair. Okay, so you're comparing two different techniques, but do you see both techniques for the same indication? Someone might assume that the atroscopic anatomic glenoid reconstruction will be indicated for glenoid bone loss. Yeah, so this is a very good question. Um, and I think where this goes is this is uh, trying to identify what to do with these patients with recurrent instability and marginal or subcritical bone loss. And many surgeons in North America would treat anyone with subcritical bone loss, again, uh, anything under 12 to 15% bone loss with an arthroscopic bank heart repair. And treating those patients, they still have some little bit of bone loss and these patients, um, they're trying to figure out if that would improve things. The anatomic glenoid reconstruction is really meant for that type of a patient. So somebody with subcritical bone loss to try to figure out if this improves the stability of these patients but doesn't have the same complications as what a Latterge would, because I know in Europe, uh, a very common treatment, whether for first-time dislocations with or without bone loss, is the Latterge procedure. And the trouble with North American surgeons is they tend not to go ahead with the Latterge just because, they're uh, number one, they're not as used to doing this all the time, and number two, the reported kind of complications with it. Thank you. So you remove the frank dislocations as a complication from the analysis. 
maybe you can shortly explain what the frank dislocation is and why they have been removed from your analysis absolutely so uh, the the main um, uh, reason why we remove frank dislocation is that is the biggest difference between these two surgical techniques the anatomic glenoid reconstruction really had no frank dislocations afterwards meaning the shoulder did not dislocate uh, at all in the time frame that we looked for these uh, uh, looked at these patients the matched patients with the bank out repairs however had a lot more dislocations so that's not what we really wanted to compare that's later on in the study the biggest thing we wanted to do is to see what other complications that would occur with bank heart because we normally say that bank heart repairs are relatively safe that said we wanted to see if the anatomic glenoid reconstruction would be considered relatively safe so if we ignore all frank dislocation so all dislocated shoulders after surgery we're comparing the two procedures to see if the safety profile is the same between them and what we found was essentially if you ignore frank dislocations because there were they all happened in the arthroscopic bank heart group if we ignore that, both procedures have the same complication rate. So meaning the anatomic glenoid reconstruction is as safe as an arthroscopic bank heart repair. Perfect, thank you. So what have been your most important findings um, if you look at your study, regardless uh, of the, the findings you just explained? Yeah, so the most important findings are, this is just talking about subcritical bone loss. So we're talking about bank heart repairs where we normally do a bank heart repair with not a huge amount of bone loss on that glenoid. We find that even with small amounts of bone loss, the recurrence rate is higher than we predicted that would occur in just a bank heart repair. And if you did an anatomic glenoid reconstruction where we arthroscopically put a distal tibial bone graft, this is a frozen distal tibial bone graft, before doing the bank heart repair, the shoulder doesn't dislocate afterwards. So it's a, a much uh, much um, more stable operation with the same risks of surgery as the arthroscopic bank heart repair. So did the results from your study change your daily practice? Yeah, so I'll tell you, this this is one of the biggest factors that changed. I, I thought this might be the case because, again, this procedure using the Halifax portal has been fantastic. It's really easy to teach, leaving the subscap completely intact so we don't have to do a subscap split to be able to put this graft in. We don't cut the conjoin. We leave that completely intact. By leaving those intact, it makes the surgery very safe to put a bone graft in. Um, oh, and we don't have the we have a, a, a complication rate similar to a bank repair. So now we are doing this anatomic glenoid anytime we have bone loss that we see, and we really address the bone loss as a unique variable to determine what we would do for somebody with shoulder instability. Okay, so what would be your advice for young professionals in treating patients with the recurrent shoulder instability? I think having all the surgical techniques at your disposal to be able to choose what you think is going to be the best. I really think that we've advanced the field of shoulder instability surgery quite significantly over the past 10 years. There's been many surgeons who've been highly instrumental at doing such a thing. So now again, we have Ladder J back on the field. We have open bank heart repair. We have arthroscopic bank heart repair. We have remplissage. And now we have this arthroscopic anatomic Leonard reconstruction. So knowing all of these different techniques and being able to apply each of the different techniques to the appropriate indication is essential to maximizing our outcomes. Perfect. Uh, even I have nothing to add and nothing to ask. Thank you for your time to join our podcast and hopefully we have you back for our next interview with your next publication in the Journal of Isakos. Wonderful. Thank you very much. 
This was Associate Professor Dr. Andreas Voss from the University Hospital of Regensburg in Germany on behalf of the Journal of Isakos. We hope to have you back for our next episode. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the society or the journal.